Welcome to the Love and Light Live podcast, empowering crystal lovers and spiritual entrepreneurs to learn and experience the art of crystal healing. Get ready to listen in and join our crystal movement. Hello, and thank you so much for joining me for the Love and Light Live podcast brought to you by loveandlightschool.com. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and this podcast is the number one place for all things crystals. In today's show, I am interviewing the amazing, fantastic Deanna Joy. I've been following Deanna on Instagram for quite some time, and I am constantly inspired by her blog over at joyknowshow.com. So in today's interview, we're talking all about following your bliss, something I think we can all relate to, and Joy really focuses on how to embrace your creativity when you're a multi-passionate person. And this is something I can really personally relate to. Of course, I'm passionate about crystals, but I also love art, interior design, gardening, cooking, so many things. And so Deanna Joy's message really, really resonates with me. And it's something that I wanted to share with all of you. And Joy is also super into crystals. So she shares some of her favorite crystals for helping with this multi-passionate personality. But before we dive into our interview, I want to answer one of our listener questions. So remember, you can submit your own questions anytime at loveandlightschool.com slash ask for the chance to have your question answered right here on the show. So today's question comes from Shana K. And Shana asks, does size matter when using a stone for healing work? This is a great question, Shana, and one that I get asked a lot. So in my personal opinion, the size of a crystal doesn't matter overall. Although we know that size of something or the mass of an object is directly related to its energy output, we also know the power of intention and the power of the human mind. So through your intention and your focus and concentration of working with a crystal, a small stone can work just as well and be just as powerful as a large stone. And that's great news because some crystals don't grow very large. Things like peridot are naturally quite small, and it would be really difficult to get a large piece of that particular crystal. So when choosing your crystals, don't necessarily feel like bigger is better or like you have to have this huge, huge crystal to get results from it. A little crystal works just as well as long as you're in the present moment and your intention is really focused on what you're doing. So thank you so much to Shana Kay. And if you have a question that you'd like me to answer for you about crystals, spirituality, or heart-centered business, or anything else that you're curious about right now, let me know over at loveandlightschool.com slash ask. And now it's time to dive into our very exciting interview with Deanna Joy, all about following your bliss, how to embrace your creativity when you're multi-passionate. Hey there, crystal lovers, and welcome to this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I am thrilled to be finally connecting with one of my favorite people ever from Instagram. This is Joy from Joy Knows How. We've been like playing tag on Insta for a little while, trying to bring you guys this interview, and I'm so excited that we actually finally get to sit down and do this today. So Joy, thank you so much for being here. My pleasure. I'm super excited. Thank you. 
So you are kind of known as the queen of helping people embrace their multi-passionate creativity. Can you tell us a little bit about the work that you do and how you inspire others to kind of follow the path that you've created for yourself? Sure. I love that. I gladly embrace that title, (laughs) the queen of multi-passionate creativity. So I am a person who has always had a lot of different creative outlets from music to writing, photography, and everything in between. And for a long time, it just held me back from ever pursuing anything with any level of seriousness because I felt like until I could choose one thing, I wasn't going to be successful because that was kind of the overarching advice I had been hearing or I would tell people what I was interested in and I could tell they would just kind of brush it off like, oh, sounds like another new idea. Um, So it started this negative cycle in me where I really struggled to take myself seriously. And I felt like anything I was going to start, I wasn't going to finish. So what was the point of even going after anything meaningful? And then one day I woke up and I literally just decided, you know what? I've tried picking one thing that's not working. What if I just do the opposite? And that's when I started my blog. So I started my blog really as a space to put all of my passions in one place rather than choose just one passion, if that makes sense. Absolutely. Um, And I have a few blog posts about crystals because that's one of my passions. So it really is just, it started off as just this space for me to put everything I loved in one place and not feel like I had to choose for the first time. And then that really created like a ripple effect of blogging consistently and seeing that people were enjoying what I was writing and then moving over to Instagram and telling more of my story there and seeing that people were starting to resonate with the part of my story that was about being multi-passionate and never really knowing how to navigate that. And so once I saw how many people were resonating with that message, like literally having breakthroughs just from me saying the word multi-passionate creative and people finally realizing, wait, there's a word for that. And I'm not totally crazy. And I just realized that, okay, this is, there's a need for this. And that's really where all of my content is headed these days. I'm super focused on creating community around being multi-passionate, creating resources for multi-passionate creatives, because we generally have a lot of the same struggles and really just doing as much as I can through my content and also through one-on-one coaching to guide multi-passionates to living a life of what I like to call creative abundance. There's a quote on your website that I absolutely love, and I think it really sums all of this up. You say, I believe having multiple passions is a gift, not a burden. Mm-hmm. That was so powerful for me the first time I read it because, you know, people kind of know me for the crystal work that I do, but they might not know, like, I love interior design. I love horticulture and gardening and plants. I love so many other things. I love painting. Like, there are so many things that I think we each want to explore in this life. And especially those of us who are like really tapped into our creativity, that expression comes out in so many ways. And you kind of, you know, started this journey with your blog and just doing this for yourself. And now you've really transformed this into a business, inspiring others and showing others how they can embrace all those different facets of their creativity. Um, And, and, 
do it in a way that they can be successful with. So tell us a little bit about, because I'm just like, you know, on a, like a very deeply personal level, so curious about the work that you do. Tell us a little bit about your coaching, because I watched an Instagram story or a series of little mini stories from you. I think it was like last week or the week before, where you just were wide open about this work you do and you like spilled it totally. And we're just like, this is what fills me up in my life right now. Like this is the most meaningful work. And I'm just wondering like, what exactly is it that you do in your coaching? Why are you so passionate about this? Mm, that's a beautiful question. So there was a pivotal moment. And what's interesting is like, I had this insight and it felt, you know, when you get an insight and it literally feels like a light bulb, like it's so cliche, but it feels like something just turns on and you're like, how did I not see this before? Or has this always been here? And I just finally caught up with that energy. But I realized one day, it was like a Tuesday, random, just a random day. And I'll never forget, I was cleaning my floors. So you know, I remember the day because I don't do that that often. So I'm like, I was cleaning my floors that day. And I just was hit with this spark of inspiration where I realized if I could start this journey as being confused and conflicted and not really sure which way to go to showing up and sharing consistently and seeing the confidence boost that blogging gave me, seeing how after I started my blog, I felt confident with starting an email list and an Instagram and all of these other places where I was able to start showing up. And now I have a Facebook community and really the blog was a symbol for so much more. It was like once I did something my way and I did it consistently, there was a part of me that was unlocked. And I realized that I could retrace my exact steps. I could look back over my journey and go, okay, well, the first thing I did was I accepted that this is who I am. I stopped being apologetic for it. I decided to embrace it. I stopped trying to make other people comfortable. I let that go. And I created a safe space for myself to show up and share. So I could literally kind of look at the formula of how I did it. And that's when I realized if I can look at that formula and it works for me, I have the opportunity to serve and support fellow multi-passionates who have been waiting for someone to just tell them, you're going to get through it. It's okay. There's something wrong with you. Let's figure out a way that works for you in service of your creativity instead of stifling your creativity. And that's when I knew that I had to start coaching. So it really came from this sense of like, wait a minute, the bigger purpose of why I ever started a blog and all of this has all led me to realizing that I, if I can help even just one fellow multi-passionate person overcome their creativity blocks and get out there in the world and start sharing instead of just hiding because they're, they feel like they're not worthy, that makes everything so much more powerful and so much more meaningful. And this so, is like... The opposite of what we hear in the business world all the time, right? Like in the business world, they tell you pick one thing, pick one thing and niche down so far and only do that thing and like grind it out and put all your focus there. And like the way that you're approaching this is so much more in alignment, I think, with what a lot of creatives 
obviously multi-passionate creatives, but also like spiritual entrepreneurs. We often feel this way too. You know, I hear from a lot of my students all the time, like they want to start a crystal healing practice, but they have all these other things that they really love and they want to find out how to work them into their businesses. This is the formula for how to do that. You know, I love that you're you've looked at your own personal journey and you've gleaned like that long, hard road, which I'm sure it was to get to that place where you finally were on the other side of it. And you've taken all the best parts of that and all the like, you know, the decisions and turning points that get you closer to where you want to be. And you've laid them out in a path for people to follow. Exactly. And my path is not the path, right? So I always say like, it's not, hey, you're multi-passionate. Come with me. I'll coach you. You can start a blog. The blog is a symbol. I don't care how my clients show up or what format they show up in. It's about showing up consistently for yourself in service of your creativity unapologetically. And so part of what I do in my coaching is I really get into the mindset of my clients. Has anyone ever told you that it's okay to have multiple passions? Well, no. First of all, no one's ever told them it's okay. So we do that. It's like, let's handle that first. And then it's, do you understand how amazing you are that you're interested in so many things and you see the value in so many things? And guess what? You learn so quickly. Yes, you get bored easily, but that's because you can always see a better way to do something. I mean, it's just empowerment and coaching where all of a sudden these gifts are like, you just want to dig in there and see what they can give you because you realize that your creativity is something that you can serve and it can serve you. And Let so me ask you this, like, do you ever find through this work in your own journey and in the coaching that you do with your clients where like once people really start to embrace this idea and they start to tap into all these different creative outlets that they have and all these different passions that they have, do they start to like form one cohesive thing? Do they ever sometimes just like come together into a business where people get to enjoy all these different parts? It really varies from person to person, but what I have found with most of my clients is if we look at all of their passions, like actually look at them on paper together in a session, we can normally see there's a golden, well, I don't know where I got this from, but I call it a golden thread. There's like a golden thread that weaves through. So a lot of times what we feel like is so scattered and people are not going to understand and I like this and like that, you know, a lot of times there's the golden thread of just like who you are is weaved through all of that. And so sometimes it turns into, okay, so what could it look like for you to just have a personal brand? Mm -hmm. Um, Sometimes it can turn into having a business that encompasses all of those pieces. However, on to that same effect, I don't coach and say that our goal is to take all of our, all of someone's passions and then make them into full-time businesses because that is the quickest way to become overwhelmed and burnt out. And I'm all about mental health as a creative. And that's just not, that's not good advice. And I have to always be very aware of speaking that piece out loud because I think my message can get confused if I don't say that like, Oh, multiple passions, just do everything at once. But there's a way to define what's going to serve you in this season and still feel confident about who you are creatively versus just choosing one thing because you feel pressure to choose it and then ignoring all the other parts of yourself. So it's not always that there's a overarching business, but there is an overarching sense of creative confidence, no matter what you choose to do in that season. 
that's such a good way to explain it. And like, I totally agree with that, that feeling of kind of going through cycles, like as being someone who's definitely multi-passionate, like there are times in my life where I'm really, really deeply into this one thing. And like, it's all I can think about. I'm driven like by my excitement about that thing. And then I do that thing, like with all my heart. And I get to that point where like, okay, now I want to do this thing the same way, like just really intensely, like live it and be in it and be in that like creative place. And I think that's, it's so rewarding when you open up to your creativity and you let it guide you and you are just in the moment with it, whatever that is. So I love that now. Okay. Shifting over to crystals a little bit, cause I know you love crystals. I have to ask you on this journey that you've been on, what are some crystals that have kind of been little companions or pieces of support for you along the way on this journey? Sure. So the first crystal that I ever got, I actually have it right here. I'm just going to put it in my hand to receive its energy. The first crystal that I ever got was a little quartz crystal. And I was reading a book called, I think it's called Creating Abundance. And it has guided meditations after each chapter. And at the end of one of the chapters, it said, hold a crystal in your hand during this meditation. And I was like, oh, I don't have any. But that sounds awesome. <laughs> so I went out and I got my first little quartz crystal. So quartz has been a crystal that I always lean to, especially when I'm needing clarity. So as a multi-passionate creative, overwhelm is something that happens frequently. And I need to like come back down to earth and breathe. And when I'm seeking clarity, I reach for my quartz crystal. Another crystal that I have fallen in love with more recently, which is also right here on my desk, is selenite. Yes. Because it just clears energy. So if you're moving from one project to the next and you want to kind of clear your own field, I love selenite. I like to keep it around me when I'm working. It catches the light really beautifully, so it's inspiring. Um, My soul crystal, I think I have two of them. One of them would be labradorite. In terms of being a multifaceted person, I don't know if it gets more multidimensional than Labradorite with that flash. So I have blue flash, purple flash, pink flash, like any kind of Labradorite I can get my hands on. I have my ring on right now. I have a pebble. I have a heart. Like, <laughs> I love, love, love Labradorite. It's that and crystal then, that suits like any mood, right? <laughs> yes. It's just so, it's just magical. And it reminds you of what's possible in a sense. I don't know. It's just, it's so multidimensional. And then my good luck crystal is tourmalated quartz. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Tourmalated quartz with the black specks. I don't know why, but when I got my first one, I held it in my hand and I just felt luck. I felt like this is my good luck crystal. I mean, I could literally just name every crystal and why I love it. Um, (laughs) But I find that what's the the best piece about crystals is the opportunity to be creative with how you play with them and how you interact with them because they are up for whatever you're up for. So if you want to sit them on a shelf and just look at them, then by all means do that and they'll appreciate that. But, you know, if you want to create a ceremony or, you know, put some crystals in a bowl and then put a jar of water on top and do that. There's just so many ways to play and they are willing always to play with us. 
So the first crystal you talked about was clear quartz for helping you like get that clarity and focus. And you actually have a a free resource on your website, right? Your Finding Focus Guided Workbook. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Can you tell everybody a little bit about that and how they can stay in touch with you online? Yes, I would love to. So my Finding Focus Workbook is a very holistic approach to achieving focus. It is specifically for multi-passionate creatives. But even if you're just in a state where you're just not quite sure what you want to give your attention to at this time, it can be really helpful. It walks you through looking at your core values and your core passions and what overlaps. And then it also takes you into subconscious beliefs around focus. So it's a very holistic approach. And at the end, there's a call to action to join my Facebook community. And that's where we do live trainings. I have guests come in. Ashley, I'd love to have you come in (laughs) and do a training. Um, and it's just a place where you can really create a sense of community around being multi-passionate. So those are two great ways to keep in touch. The Finding Focus Workbook we can put up in the show notes. And if anyone has questions and they want to dive deeper, then by all means, you can just go to joinnowshow.com slash coaching. And if you want to speak to me directly, you can schedule a connection call there. And of course, we'll have links to those things in the show notes, like Joy said. And Joy, where can people connect with you on Instagram? Yes, on Instagram, I am Joy Knows How, and it's Joy with an I. So J-O-I dot knows dot how. So period in between each word. And Instagram is like the party place. That's just where I party <laughs> with everyone, where I promote new content um, and have a lot of connections. I also have a blog. But if you're if you're with me on Instagram, then you'll hear me talking about all of the things. So that's a really great place to connect. Thank you so much for being here today, for shining your light and sharing your journey. I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. That was so exciting. I am just totally pumped up from Joy's enthusiasm and excitement. And I just want to touch on that one thing again, that I think really sums up Joy's message. She says, I believe having multiple passions is a gift, not a burden. So let that be your takeaway for the day if you too are a multi-passionate person. So now it's time for our trending this week segment. As you know, each week I bring you a quick discussion on something that's happening in the world of crystal healing and spirituality right now, or something that I'm just really loving. So here I want to touch on a recent trip that I took to New Zealand. So some of you might know my team here at the school actually works remotely and half of our team members, which is a whopping two people, (laughs) live in New Zealand. So Lauren and I from the States went to New Zealand to travel and visit Lucy and Charlotte, the other two members of our team. And we had a great two week long visit and it was such an amazing experience. New Zealand is a beautiful place. And I just felt so connected with the energy there. There was the bluest water I think I've ever seen. And I'm not talking about the ocean, surprisingly. I'm talking about the rivers and the lakes there. They were absolutely gorgeous. And I actually took some of my crystals to a very, very special place called Lake Ohau, and I cleansed and charged my crystals in the water of that lake. And even though it's winter in New Zealand right now, it was a beautiful, beautiful day, just a little bit warm. So even though the water was still chilly, it was such a great experience to get to do that. 
and I actually have a little video of this process over on my Instagram. You can find me at Love and Light School. And I'd be curious to know if you've ever tried cleansing your crystals in a natural body of water, whether it's the ocean or a river or lake or stream or pond. I would love to know about your experience, if this is something that you do frequently for those of you who are lucky enough to live really close to a magnificent body of water, or if it's something that you've just tried here and there. So let me know. Hop over on Facebook, hit me up on Instagram, and let me know if this is something that you've tried. Um, And if you just want to check out that video of me cleansing my crystals in the beautiful Lake Ohau with the miraculously clear water and the gorgeous, gorgeous New Zealand mountains, definitely give that a watch. Well, I hope that you found a lot of value in today's show, and if you want more information about anything I discussed in this episode, you can learn more over on the website at loveandlightschool.com slash blog. And if you did enjoy the show today, the biggest compliment you can give me is to leave a quick rating and review over at loveandlightschool.com slash iTunes. While you're there, don't forget to subscribe through that link as well. Or if you're not an iTunes user, you can pop over to loveandlightschool.com slash listen for links to all of our podcast streaming services. And if you decide to take just a minute to leave me a review, I'll give you my crystal chakra healing step-by-step class as a free gift. So once you've posted your review, just take a quick screenshot of it and send it over to my team at support at loveandlighthealingschool.com. We'll get your class all set up and we will reply back with details on how you can get started. And I just wanted to take a quick moment to give a shout out to Chelly B. Chelly B left a five star review and says, love the crystal podcasts. These podcasts are wonderful to learn more about crystals and gain in-depth knowledge of light work. So Chelly B, thank you so much. I'm so grateful that you took the time to leave a quick rating and review for the podcast that helps us reach new listeners and show people what we're all about. That brings us to the end of this episode of the Love and Light Live podcast. I'm your host, Ashley Levy, and I'll be back with you in our next episode. Until then, crystal blessings. The Love and Light Live podcast is a production of the Love and Light School of Crystal Therapy. Visit us online at loveandlightschool.com.